Jay and Doug's Drive Home. It's time for Smoko Chat. Smoko Chat. Holy hecka. Wow, big weekend. If you're into your fight sports, this is an absolute bell ringer. Yes, um, now uh, our good friend of the show, Conor McGregor's back fighting <laughs> after two years. His last fight was against Khabib, and then everyone knows what happened there. He lost, obviously, um, and then there was just the most ridiculous amount of drama after. There's been uh, off um, uh, cage drama, I guess you'd call it, um, recently for Conor McGregor. And the lead up to this um, next fight, and he's fighting Cowboy Cerrone, is uh, he. I would say he hasn't been himself. He's been very quiet, and he hasn't brought the hype like I thought he would, which makes my mind explode for how much, supposedly, Conor McGregor is going to be getting paid for this next UFC fight. Well, he, he said and has admitted in the, in the Khabib fight that he wasn't as focused. He almost thought that he was bulletproof, and he didn't show the bloke the respect that he deserved, and it was a boring fight. Khabib's a boring fighter, and she just... Like that little slippery ground python action that he does with his weird <laughs> hat on. I mean, if you're into that, I kind of that, I like watching um, Israel Adesanya. That's just my. I just appreciate that style of fighting. So, um, and you bang on the money because he has done a little bit. Conor McGregor has done a little bit of press this week, and he came out saying in the lead up to that fight, the Khabib fight, he was drinking in the week leading up to it, to the point where he was at a hotel room, um, and he was smashing uh, alcohol every day, and then it might get to say. Nine ten o'clock at night, and he would make his team then go and find an opponent for him uh, to spar with without any uh, mouth guard or anything in um, down in the hotel, like in a conference room or something in the hotel room. And he'd knock the bloke out and then celebrate by drinking for three more days in the lead up to the fight. Like he was like, I don't know what got into me. <laughs> it's just like a real life version of Snatch. <laughs> yeah, hard out. <laughs> and so apparently he hasn't drunk for four months. Um, and we're about to play a clip first of uh, UFC President Dana White, and then uh, you'll hear from Conor McGregor as well. And in this, you're also going to hear the amount, supposedly, that Conor McGregor is going to begin paid for the fight on Sunday. Conor did an interview uh, aired earlier today with ESPN where he said he estimates he might be getting $80 million for this fight. Not a bad rebuttal to those who say that boxers get paid less, than, uh, get paid more than MMA fighters. Yeah. Listen, Connor is a massive superstar in this sport. The kid's been making big money since the day he stepped in. Obviously, he needs a win on Saturday. It's a big deal for him to get back here and, and win this fight. What he's been obsessed with since his last fight is the rematch with Habib. So Saturday's a, a big step in that direction. You know, for me right now, it's about the love of the sport, the love of competition. I've had a, I've been inactive the last couple of years, and... and I want to get more active, you know. It's, I'm in my prime, 31 years of age, just turned. Um, as, as you said, I, I, I held two world titles simultaneously in the past, and I want to get back to, where, to what got me there, you know, consistency, hard work, and consecutive bouts. And that's it, that's why I'm back. I'm back for the love of it. Now I have uh, Donald Cerrone, a good fighter in front of me, and I'm looking forward to it, very excited. The training has gone phenomenal, and, and we're very excited for the fight. How polite. Like, weird, eh, to hear Conor be like that. Very anyway, measured, you know, like, he, yeah. there was no smack talk, there was no sort of the hype in his voice and he gets up like this and he's really all there. To still, like, because that's what, that's what sells um, pay-per-views, right, when he, even when he's like that. And to still be getting supposedly eight, uh, $80 million, which is $121 New Zealand million, by the way. And then you break that down into, what is it, five three-minute rounds? Jeez. Let's do that uh, on Monday. 
after the fight and figuring out what he's getting paid a second for yeah. the fight. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, at the tab, uh, now that you can bet on the uh, MMA, Conor McGregor's $1.35 and uh, Cowboy's out at 3 bucks. Hey, that's Cowboys good money are, to get round Cowboy. He's had a lot of fights, man. He's fought the who's who. He's a tough guy. Yeah, so that's Sunday, um, and obviously that'll be on pay-per-view, 30 bucks or whatever Sky charges you. Jay and Tuck. Selfies are the subject of the first Batuta news for today. I find it really hard because I don't have a good angle to find a good angle. No, <laughs> I look at my face. Okay, like oh, that's a, what, that one's all beard. That one's got no hair. Yeah. Oh, that one's got saggy eyes. That one just looks rinsed out. No, no good angle. I always look at my face like the map of the world, like the globe. Don't ever take a picture from New Zealand or Australia. <laughs> always shoot maybe from the Horn of Africa or maybe somewhere <laughs> in and around Ethiopia or, or, or Northern India. Or Pluto. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Go, go high and from the side. <laughs> Coming up after four, Wish.com ads hopefully not targeted. And after six, at least he's reading, says mum of teen halfway through scar tissue. But now, curious local woman immediately regrets taking photo of her side profile. Good afternoon, I'm Sean Piercy. Local woman Lauren Gilbert was enjoying an afternoon shopping with girlfriends when she caught sight of her profile in one of the multi-mirrored change rooms. Bolstered by the flattering lighting, Lauren decided to take some pictures of the side of her face for closer inspection. Unfortunately, her iPhone camera was not feeling particularly generous, and Lauren ended up getting a little more truth than she bargained for. I think deep down I knew it was a bad idea before I even did it, admits Lauren. I don't know what I expected. I'd only just gotten used to the front of my face. Lauren says she immediately confessed the faux pas to her friends, who were quick to assure her that she didn't look like a swamp witch. Unfortunately, the back pats and empathetic grimaces had done little to stop Lauren from spiralling. Is this what people see when I'm driving? Oh gosh, is this what my boyfriend sees when he's lying next to me in bed? Torn between booking an appointment with a plastic surgeon or busting out the contour brush, Lauren has resorted to repressing any memories she had of the image and never speaking of it again. This event is just one of the many traumas Lauren has experienced at the hands of her phone, having accidentally opened the front camera too many times to count. The only time I've ever looked good on the front camera was when I accidentally rubbed lip gloss on the shutter, says Lauren. <laughs> oh, so yeah. at least I now know I'm reasonably attractive if someone squints their eyes really hard. For News Hub and the Batuta Advocate, I'm Sean Piercy. This is just the same as getting hammered, isn't it? Uh, it's when you, well, after, uh, after New Year's Eve or maybe a bit of a big session, you wake up and you uh, accidentally open the camera on your phone to your reflection. It is the most disgusting, unsightly and terrifying thing that you can ever do to yourself in that position. Doesn't it just make you love your wife all the much more or feel sorry for her? I just really question her. I'm like, why would you do that to yourself? Man, you're an idiot. Coming up with Jay and Doug. I don't know if I can love you when you're that stupid. I've married an absolute idiot. You've married a cabbage. Jay and Doug's drive home. Amazing story out of Australia. And this one out of Perth, actually. And I found out when reading this story as well uh, that Australians call kingfish yellowtail yellow amberjacks. Yeah. Um, so basically uh, there's a crew over there fishing way off the coast and they fought a yellowtail amberjack slash kingfish for an hour and a half, then finally got it in. This thing, 30 kg. Which is, I mean, that's... Pretty good. Go- that's massive for Australia. Yeah, huge for Australia. Must have been real light gear, though. Because you'd scale drag one of those things here in New Zealand pretty quickly, I'd say. Yeah, if you're on big gear. Um, and I thought maybe instead of, um, I mean, I could tell the story, but then 
probably better if Jay Jay tells a story because he does an Australian accent like no one else. So there's some good quotes from this battler. So uh, take it away, Aussie Aussie um. Revo. It was like a grenade going off in the water at the back of the boat. When we finally got it on board, everyone was gobsmacked. Fish of a lifetime. So they get back in shore and uh, old Aussie Revo decides he's a bit thirsty. wouldn't mind a jar, so straight up to the pub with the thing slung over his shoulder. And as I got closer to the pub, I thought, man, I'm pretty dry. I'm frothing for a beer. <laughs> Said to the guy at the taps, hey, mate, any chance of a beer? And looked up and said, bloody hell! Yeah, but you have to join the queue. But a guy at the head of the queue bought me a beer and everyone started cheering. Yay! Apparently um, he finished half of his pint before the bouncer called up and asked him to leave. So I sculled the rest of my beer and I slammed down the glass and I walked outside and then I decided that I was going to feed the people. One side of the fish fed about 40 people. We got it all sashimied up so everyone got to go past and have some free fish. And you know what? Aussie Revo's lived a life. Um, not the only gnarly story he's had involving killing things. So I was carrying a goat back from a surfing trip and went to feed the boys some red meat and I must have pressed on its platter and it pistol over the back of my head. Oh, mate, the smell stuck to me for some time. Hence the nickname I've got, The Goat Man. Oh, story from The Goat Man. Thanks, Revo. Well, that's a classic short ball. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Oh, I knew hey, that was going to be. On the kingfish story, not oh, to one someone, up. Someone it. just says lads, amberjack, and yellow tail kingfish are different fish species. They look exactly the same. Fair call cool then. Oh, well, well played. Um, we're talking about kingfish just before just before Christmas last year. A good buddy of mine, Ben Pukaya, who runs Nomad Sport Fishing out of the Bay of Plenty, uh, managed to tag, oh, actually, one of the boys pulled in a 40 kilo kingfish. Oh. Uh, but the most impressive part about this is that it was tagged 19 years ago ago in 10 and a half months, which is 7,247 days prior to it being captured again by the legend Rick Pollock uh, on his boat Pursuit. If you're into fishing and fish around the Bay of Plenty, you'll know Rick and, uh, and Pursuit. That's incredible. So it's, it's probably 22, 23 years old minimum. Yeah, it was 16 kilos they estimated when they first captured it and tagged it. So now being up to 40 kegs. I didn't, I never knew that kingfish were around for that long. That yeah, is spectacular. Someone, someone text in if you're a kingfish nerd and let us know how long kingfish um, live for. Snapper can get up to like 70 years old, eh? Hey, 20 years between tags. That's incredible. Weird That's that they awesome. were tagging way back then too. Yeah. Well, he's been tagging for 39 years. Wow. Rick has been. Hey, so that's right. Release more than you catch, eh? It just goes to show. Mate, they can they can keep going. Imagine how many times that big beast has either um, spawned up or laid pipe. If he, if he had hands and fingers, he'd be ripping the bird at all the bloody <laughs> ledger rigs going down past <laughs> them out of the bay there. Back in my day. Jay and Dunk. And it's time for the boys in for the first time this year. The Money Man. Men, 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 money, men, 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 money, men, men, men. Oh. Kale and Josh from 150 Group. How you going, boys? How are you? Happy New Year. G'day, lads. Happy New Year. We're still running this fishing comp? We sure are. And we're pretty stoked about it, too. We're frothing. Two Good. weeks, we give it away, I think. I didn't right. get, get away over the break for any fishing. Too I think windy. every single person will be in that exact same boat. That Too windy. Literally, no, yeah, no pun intended. <laughs> that it was so windy that no one managed to really get out. So this is something that people will be really looking forward to. Absolutely. So two weeks' time, we're drawing it. Yep. If you want to be in the draw, how do you get in the draw for those people that don't know? 
Kale, uh, Kale doesn't know. Text money to 3520. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God he saved me. He saved me. Anybody that texts in. <laughs> right, what are we talking about, boys? New Year's resolutions. New Year, same me, oh, but wow. hopefully not. <laughs> Absolutely. So instead of um, going down that New Year, New Me path, we kind of just try and break it down and turn it into a plan on getting ahead. So this time of year, most people are weighing their meat before they cook it and going yep. to the gym um, about 15 times a week. I think a big part of it as lads is making it achievable. Like um, Jay was saying over the break in 2020, he would like to start training for MMA and uh, possibly <laughs> make the UFC by being yep. a mixed martial arts fighter. I also want to do the Kona Ironman as well, uh, but not only a push bike and not being able to swim and literally, literally crushing my own body under my own body weight when I run, I don't think it's overly achievable. Is that the problem? Yeah, it typically is. Like, we all, we all just want to achieve stuff real fast, so we start off real hard. And um, typically it just phases out because I guess you have, you go into the new year and you're kind of just absolutely fizzing and you make your goals kind of too big. Whereas if, instead of going to the gym every single day and waking up at five, if you just made it two days a week, um, you might actually carry it on for a little bit longer because it's more sustainable. Yeah. Mm. I think they call it making a SMART goal that's specific, Ooh. measurable, attainable, oh, rational, Jay. and can be tested. Trying to steal our content. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got something similar to that? Well, let's get to that in the second bit. Okay. The, um, but we want to. I guess the main thing is what we've learned from seeing people all the time around because we people want houses and boats, all that kind of stuff. So we go and see them, um, and what we've kind of figured out is everyone wants the same stuff. Everyone's pretty simple. They want to have um, more money. They want to have property. They want to have more time to do what they want. They want to travel and they want to be fit. Yeah. Like that's everyone kind of can relate to those goals. And when we see people, it's pretty much that stuff that people want to achieve. It, funnily enough, we sat down with our whole team around the table on Monday morning, just gone, and um, got one goal out of everyone. And it was, I would say, it's comfortably 80% said buy a property this year. Wow. Yeah. It's just a blanket goal. Kiwis bloody love property, We all want don't the we? same stuff. And we all have an idea on what we want to achieve and what, what we want to get out of our lives. But we don't have a plan on how to get there. So we come in real hot, like Josh was saying, and just go <laughs> full blast and, and then think, this is way too hard. And then you're drunk by 11am in the middle of February. <laughs> yeah. you, put a, you put a figure down on paper and then you quickly realise that that leaves you a $1.80 to, to live on every single day and that's not going to work. Ah, bugger it, I'm going on a bender again. <laughs> How's, uh, how's Kale's um, New Year, New Me not drinking goal going? Huh. Funny <laughs> you mentioned that. He's actually came to me with a goal that really surprised me. So maybe you can shed some light on that goal. Just so you, yeah, I'll just clarify. So hold your... No drinking from February 1st. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> he was being serious. He was being serious as well. Well, I, um, I committed to Billy Idol at the end of this month. So I was, ne- I was not going to go see Billy Idol without well, a beer in me, or a Pals drink. Or, or, or a Billy Maverick with Billy Idol. Because I'm watching my weight, so I need to drink Pals. <laughs> what so, else, Carl? So what so you, so you reckon you're not going to touch a drop of alcohol until the 31st of December? Ah, oh, no, see, Josh is coming hard again. So <laughs> it's February 1st through to it's my mid-year break. <laughs> Every second. <laughs> I'm going a week without. Week dry, lads. Wish me luck. Accountability is actually a big part of uh, achieving goals. So. It is. Men, 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 money, men, 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 money, men, men, men. Oh. Uh, if you'd like to get the boys' help, you can text uh, money to 3520. That'll also put you in the draw to win a fishing trip uh, with myself and Jay out in the Hodaki Golf, slaying some snapper. Right, we're chatting about um, the whole New Year, New Me thing, goal setting, and uh, you boys were just saying before, for those that have just tuned in, that most people um, set themselves up to fail by chucking up some goals that are ridiculously unattainable.
like not drinking for an entire year, Kale. Um, what we find is everyone's living their own life and it gets a little bit complicated, but they re- they have an idea of what they want to achieve, like I was saying before, and then they hear the, word, they hear the word goals and they think, oh, that's pretty hard out. I'm not going to do that. So, so <laughs> I want to get to the destination. I don't want to have a plan for the travel to get there. All right, so what are we doing to uh, set ourselves up to, to pass instead of fail? So you basically just need to make a goal so that you understand it because lots of people set a goal. They're like, oh, I'm this year I'm going to buy a property. Um, and then what happens is, like I was saying, life gets busy. You, if you've got kids or all that kind of stuff, it kind of just gets in the way. And then next next minute it's the next year and you're setting a new um, resolution. Um, so a goal is just about making something that's more – is a smart goal. So it, you be more specific So um, and you put a time frame on it. And um, and that way you can both you can kind of get more buy-in. So you're like, I want to buy a house. And you kind of need to know where, where's the location how much is it going to be um, and then you can start looking for them and when do you want to do it by and contact an awesome mortgage broker that can help you out figure out how much you can afford to, p- to pay for the house mm-hmm. so those are all like the kinds of actions you can start taking towards achieving the goal Alright lads oh, oh just quickly as well because when you go to your website by texting money to 3520 you can uh, use the, the the money tool is it a good time of year to check back in uh, with what you're spending and stuff and just see where everything's sitting because this is the thing that you plug in everything that you spend um, out of your spending account and, and maybe savings or whatever as well yeah it's a great just, time of year to uh, just look to at see that budget where everything's getting I was only going to spend 300 bucks on grog over the summer what did I spend? Oh, thousands oh, 1200 now, I'm, <laughs> I'm missing a kidney and an arm <laughs> These things got out of hand. <laughs> no, but to answer your question, it's a great time of year to do that. You want to start the year on the right path. Um, and a part of that is having accountability, right? So yeah. the budget's a great way to do that and um, it figure gives out you where you're going right and where you're going wrong. Framework right. to base some of your goals and stuff off too, right? And That's the best thing. Like, we can give people outside perspective because we know that what they want to be achieving and we kind of happen to do work in those industries and stuff. So it's just about going in and being like, yep, we've kind of seen people like you in your situation and we know what you're kind of were trying to achieve because we're in this industry. Yeah. Um, so this is how you can do it. You give them a bit of a plan and we call it goals or whatever and it's like that's what delivers value for people. Also, hard when you, you, you can, since you've seen so many of these people with these similar goals like you mentioned before, you can see the red flags uh, or where people are most likely to go wrong and uh, yeah. where, where the top 10% of the most successful people to achieve them, um, how they've mapped it out for themselves. So I guess... We yeah. kind of just have that, like I said before, that outside perspective because we're not tied up in, in what's going on with work and all that. And just quickly back Fiddling a little bit because I was just trying to figure out some of Josh's goals. Uh-huh. You want to share um, Iron Man. your big hairy audacious goal with us? But uh, he's actually done an Iron Man. I'm sure he's told you that. He can hear said an Iron Man? I'm getting a rethread. <laughs> No, I, I, I got to go to um, live in Bali for three months. Oh, kind of sounds a little bit outrageous, maybe to some people, but it's before my son turns uh, five. He's forty months old now. Yeah, um, and so it's not actually that outrageous. I know it's going to cost fifteen to twenty grand, um, which I think is ten dollars ninety five a day uh, worth of saving. Yeah, okay. um, I've already cleared time off work. I'm lucky to have a job that I can do that. Um, and yeah, me and the wife and child are just going to go to Bali for three months and um, enjoy some time together because I really believe like in um, mini retirements, I call them. Yeah. Because so many people work like a dog their whole lives and then they get to retirement and then they actually get sick and stuff and they can't enjoy it. So mm. I'm all about trying to fit in these like important little breaks in life so you can get out there and um, live in Bali for three months. Go surf and get massages. Uh, on that, you trade 800,000 hours of your life generally in, in terms of uh, how long you'll live 800,000 hours of your time you trade for a salary or some form of payment Jeez, isn't that yeah. frightening you put insane, like that, right? 
Yeah, you go, that is That's absolutely right. terrifying. And the reason why you go to work, so you can afford yourself some time off, but no one ever decides to figure out how to give themselves time off. Absolutely. Business owners will hate, me, hate us saying this, but like, if you look at people on their deathbed and stuff, like you see that, and their, their advice is typically like, I wish I didn't spend as much time working. Yeah. a lot of people. I wish I didn't spend as much time working, <laughs> hungover, or talking to people that I absolutely have nothing in common with and are dicks. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, you guys can f*** off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cheers, boys. Yeah. Thanks for the hospitality on behalf of Jay Reeve. Incredible stuff. Some of your best work. The Rocks, Jay and Dunk. Here is Batuta News, the best fake news you'll hear all day. Earlier, curious local woman immediately regrets taking photo of her side profile. And after six, at least he's reading, says mum of teen halfway through scar tissue. For now, wish.com ads hopefully not targeted. Good afternoon, I'm Sean Piercy. Relatively normal man Bradley Moore was scrolling through his Facebook feed when something that appeared to be a Japanese toenail peeling device caught his eye. Thinking it was an article, Bradley was shocked to discover it was actually an item he could buy. I was a bit confused as I thought Facebook ads were targeted. I don't know what the heck I could have been looking at for that to come up. Bradley says the image was part of an ad series and that the products got weirder and weirder the more he scrolled. Ranging from used crack pipes to large pleasure plugs and fake pulsating ball sacks, Bradley had thought it was some kind of fetish website. At first I just found it all to be quite funny, says Bradley. I even considered buying a fart-flavoured vape pen for my mate. The more I looked, the more sinister it got. By navigating the dark web, Bradley soon came across an image he could never unsee, revealing that it involved a bag of real human teeth. It's blimmin' perverted, says Bradley, shivering slightly. They supposedly sell normal stuff too, but it was hard to find. Tried to find a nice coat for my dog and it shows me some weird gimp suit. How does it even get through customs? According to a past worker of Wish.com, the perverted ads are actually a secret marketing tactic used to get people to click on the website. But Bradley thinks it's a joke that's gone too far. I can't go anywhere on the web now without some weird baby masks or bum cleaners following me. Probably going to have to throw the laptop away now. For New Saab and the Batuta Advocate, I'm Sean Piercy. I wish I never knew what wish was because... Duncan is a big wish guy. My mum, I got my mum into it. Oh mate! And as soon as it is like a, it's like a virus. As soon as you go near it, it infects you, and then really makes you question how you're living because the things that pop up. There's a little, now they're trying to make that little part of your brain go go uh, where it goes. Ding! Wouldn't mind trying that. What is that? I'll click on that. Oh yeah, <laughs> should try that one day. Not right now though. Turns out my phone is listening to me. <laughs> Damn it. It's actually, so that's what it's doing now because I haven't made a purchase on Wish for a couple of months. So now it's chucking up these items you can't actually tell what they are. I go, yeah, that's some, besides some four-wheel drive stuff. wonder what it is. Then I click on it and then get me back in that way. Oh, yeah. Smart pricks, man. Jay and Dunks drive home. And good to have you tuned in. If you just tuned in, you're in time for Batuta News. It's the best fake news you'll hear all day and it is about a book written by the man that wrote that song there. The big stories of the day so far. Curious local woman immediately regrets taking photo of her side profile and Wish.com ads hopefully not targeted. But now at least he's reading, says mum of teen halfway through scar tissue. Good evening, I'm Sean Piercy. Local mum, Viola Warren, has managed to find some comfort in the recreational activities of her aspiring busker son, Jackson. Mm-hmm. Upon noticing, the young muser was reading a book that hadn't been assigned by a teacher or anything. Initially excited, her son might have an interest in reading and academics. Viola was brought back down to reality as she observed the book Jackson is reading. It's the autobiography of Red Hot Chili Peppers lead singer Anthony Kiedis, titled Scar Tissue. 
Well, at least he's reading, she stated, unaware her son was halfway through a chapter about Ketis having mass orgies while on heroin. <laughs> That's good for him, at least. At 480 pages, the former bestseller was the catalyst for future rock star autobiographies, as well as making budding musicians believe they too could balance musical stardom with a crippling drug addiction. I mean, other kids his age are getting out there and protesting climate change, so reading a rock star autobiography that came out 15 years ago is... yeah. When asked what he planned on moving on to after scar tissue, Jackson Warren stated he would try the dirt. They made it into a movie on Netflix, but I should read the book first, stated Jackson, hinting that some literary snobbery had transferred to him. Hey, if my mum wanted me to behave myself, why'd she name me Jackson? And that's your final Batuta headline for Wednesday the 15th of January. For News Sub and the Batuta Advocate, I'm Sean Piercy. Slash a snake pit, another good one. What's uh, Keith Richards' life? Oh, yeah, what's that one called? I don't know. How to stir your brain up like an egg beater, I don't know. <laughs> and then Fleas has put one out as well. Is it Kids on Acid? Yeah. They're all amazing reads. I haven't read Fleas one yet, but, yeah, um, if you don't even like reading books. Um, that one, and, and I'm going to lump it in the same, uh, same group, Mark Hunt, former UFC fighter. Really? Good. His book is incredible, like very sad, but incredible and such an easy read. Jay and Tuck. And what do you want to bring back? Oh, I'm just, it's just one of those things uh, growing up in, uh, you know, I guess rural areas in Rahudu and Taranaki and in Tapuna mm-hmm. in the Bay of Plenty. Whenever you'd go to the, whenever you'd go to the restrooms and you'd go up against one of those stainless steel sheets that is covered in rust and uric crystals, uh, if you were ever parked up next to a bloke and it's probably 40s plus, mm. they'd generally be wearing a pair of stubbies, and instead of pulling down the front of their pants to go to the bathroom, they would just hike up the inside of the shorts <laughs> and dump the tackle out and go to the bathroom that way. Yeah, and it is good. something that I haven't seen, I couldn't even tell you, for like a number of, why is that the case? Funny why do we not that. do that? Nah, it's, the, it's because people don't wear stubbies as much. You know I'm a massive stubby fan. Well, you see, you should be doing it. Oh, no, I did it over the break. It's funny you should say that. Because when we went around the East Cape, made a conscious decision to roll commando for the entire holiday, just to <laughs> see if it was my jam or not. You know, I like to try things properly. I'm not going to dabble a day here and there. I'll do. I'll dive right in. Um, and I was doing that. That's definitely the easiest way. The, and I think back then, though, because I was just wearing some Highlander stubbies, um, but back then, the pants were so tight, it was actually quite a mission to pull it down from the top. I reckon it's even tougher, having done it before, because I bought the, you know, you used to oh. be able to get the original stubbies with the with the key pocket in yes, the front of them? Yes, Mate, you, you dump your tackle out the bottom of those things, halfway through, it'll just pinch off, and you'll be like, oh, that's about all I can squeeze out of there. And then as soon as you tuck it back into your pants, you just flood them with your own piss. Totally has to do with um, how big you are. Like, if it's long well, that's enough, pretty why I've got it like just a water straight at the bottom, and then you've got no issues. <laughs> And sometimes I find it refreshing just to have some of the uh, the urinal water splash your old fella when, when it dunks in the bottom there. It's classic urinal chat, eh? It's cold at the bottom of the trough. <laughs> give, it, give it a go. Give it, it should go. be brought back. Um, it's that, that and two uh, old school peeing where you just drop the whole lot. That's always a real treat when you walk in and see someone doing that. You're like, yeah. The Not kin- going to shake your hand because you probably got pee in it because everyone says they do. The kindy piss. Famous. Oh, yes. Famous. Yeah, bring it back. I'm okay with that. Snap your mates, mate. Buddy, send them to us just from behind, though, thanks. <laughs> Don't want a buddy me too case on our hands. <laughs> that and uh, curiously strong mints in the cup holder in the front seat. Oh, don't even get me started. My boy, Frank, who's coming up too, he's got the young kids version of that, and uh, it's driving raisins. Every time he gets put in the car, he goes, Ray, 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 Ray. And then we have to give him driving raisins. <laughs> he's like a crack at it <laughs> on the old raisins. Ridiculous. Jay and Dunk. The Rock.